It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Monday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Did you have a good weekend, Shauna? I did. Uh, yeah, I went snowboarding on Saturday. It was actually the first time I've been out where it wasn't minus 20, which was lovely. Very nice. And then hung out with some friends Saturday night, and yeah, just getting ready for my trip, really. So. Got that big trip coming up tomorrow, hey? Yeah. So this is your last show for a week. It is. Yeah, and then I'm uh, flying out in a helicopter into huh. some remote-ass lodge where you can't get a hold of me for four days, so. Very cool. Well, I hope everything's great. I hope the trip goes well and the conditions are good. And yeah, thank you. Hope you have a good time. What did you get up to this weekend? Uh, it was my buddy's birthday, so I went out on Saturday night. It was a Backstreet Boys Spice Girls themed pub crawl. I saw the picture of this. It looked hilarious. Yeah, and I kind of chickened out. I didn't really dress up because oh. I was going. McKenna wasn't coming, so I was going by myself, and I was meeting everybody at the bar. And I was right. like, if I show up and nobody's there, and I'm wearing this these like stupid white pants and stuff, then I gotta stand there. That's fair. In costume by myself. Fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I kind of bailed, and I wish I hadn't. Because everyone's costumes were so good. It looks pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On today's show, we're going to talk about an obscure sport. Got an etymology. Uh, um, I guess another obscure sport that's growing in popularity in the province. Children's birthday snobs. Shauna finally brought bought an air fryer and has a good idea how to market these to people. Yep. Going to call up Shauna's boyfriend, Cliff, and show him a couple nut shots, which is always funny. (laughs) As you do. A few more questions from the Chuck Klosterman book that I was reading, which we talked about last week. Going to talk about Connor Bedard's nicknames, uh, a eulogy for a popular tourist spot in Alberta, and a very disturbing license plate Shauna saw after your out-of-context clip of the show. Yeah. No. You know what I'm getting at? My what? Fall, huh? You watch your mouth. I'm <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I passed a license plate yesterday that completely perplexed me, Beckler, so I wanted to pass it along to you and see if you could help me with this. It just said, my wet. Like M-Y space W-E-T? That's it. My wet. My wet. That was it. So I stared well, at this for a long time. I'm like, what? In your, that's not cool. What is... <laughs> What in like why would that you know people spend good money on those personalized yeah, like somebody not cheap. someone spent good money on having my wet as their license plate so then I was looking around Does, and I was like is there is there a sticker or something that explains is there something that would make this make sense or and does I, wet mean something in a different language maybe, or like are we reading it wrong I don't know maybe the the so it was a a Volvo. And the only thing I could think, like, this isn't some stretch for, you know, no. You know what I'm getting at? My what? Fall, huh? You watch your mouth. I'm, <laughs> I was like, that is not, there is, there is no way somebody did Watch that. yourself. That's what they thought of. This is the only thing. I was staring at it for so long. I was just like, what? What are you doing? What is happening here? This Trying to analyze a, this. And like, this person is a menace. Like just, this person should not be allowed on the road. Is that just why? Like, is it just somebody who was like, I want everybody to stare at this and wonder what in the hell is going on with this license plate? You can't be driving around with a license plate that says my, my wet. wet. I'm surprised that even got through. I am too, actually. And then like, the fact that it's a Volvo? Yeah. Like, if you're right, yeah. No, that's If just, you're right, this person is a just, freak. I just... <laughs> 
I know. I, I almost. I should have pulled them over and interviewed them. Excuse me. You I am not going to be able to sleep tonight until I figure out what this means. Explain yourself. Don't tell me it's what I think it is. DNS in twenty minutes or less. You probably saw the news from the weekend that they're going to be restricting vehicle access to Moraine Lake. Yes. So if you don't know, it's gotten just bananas out at Moraine it's Lake. It's insane. Yeah. Like they said, the park said that 900 vehicles park there per day in peak season, but they turn away 5,000 more. Oh so that's how many people are trying to get there to see what is, I mean, one of the most beautiful spots on earth. Absolutely. Right? It's got to be one of the most photographed lakes on earth. Yep, definitely. With that brilliant blue. Um I've actually never been to Moraine Lake, Shauna, in part because the traffic to get out there is insane. Me too. I haven't either. And it's for the exact same reason, because it's closed in the winter. And in the summer, I'm like, I'm not competing with 5,000 extra vehicles. Like, not a chance. So now if you want to see Moraine Lake, you'll have to do it by a shuttle bus or a commercial bus, which, I mean, is probably better for the area. It definitely is. And that's a big part of why they're doing it, right? To protect wildlife and it's part of the park. So, yeah. Um, But I also, I mean, I get the frustration if you... You know, if you come here and you want to go see it, and then you can't, but yeah. that's what happens when things become too popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, might have to explore other parts of Banff. There are plenty of good parts. There are lots, yeah. A good friend of mine, he's a landscape photographer, and he made a post about how like all the influencers are going to be devastated now because they all want to get to Moraine Lake. It's true. To get their shot. Yeah. Shot of their dumper looking out over the lake. Yes. This um, is very true. Could we say a few words in eulogy, Shauna, for Moraine Lake and its visitors and the influencers who won't be able to get there? It's funny because before you said the dumpers, I, uh, yeah, I was thinking that as part of the eulogy, <laughs> so here we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are gathered here today to remember open access to Moraine Lake, one of the most photographed lakes in the world. We must say goodbye to all the influencers and their giant crappers who flocked the lake at 3 a.m. to try and get the perfect Insta shot. The classic photo that reads, Look at me! My enormous fart bucket is looking pensively over Moraine Lake. To be fair, you can still access the lake, but only on shuttle at certain times, and influencers are crying. It makes it a lot harder to make it appear as though you've discovered this lake all by yourself. Like it's all yours. I was just out wanderlusting, and look what I found. Look what I found. (laughs) This lake that's the most photographed in the world. Now you're going to be competing for dumper space, fighting all the families for real estate along the shore to park your gigantic thunderbin so you can take that perfect Insta shot. And that's sad. Ashes to ashes. No more dumpers to dusk. Beckler, do you have a musical tribute for us? I gotta say, it's probably the first eulogy ever that had the word fart box in it. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Fart bucket, but close fart to fart bucket. box. I mean, same thing. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever said fart bucket in a eulogy before. Well, here, here we go. Uh, I selected this song in honor of the, of course, the vibrant color of Moraine Lake. Okay, good. I'm blue. I was reading this article about Clem Costin of the Oilers yesterday. I I don't really care about the Oilers, but I learned very quickly that his nickname is Clem Shady. Oh, that's good. And I was like, holy (laughs) crap, an actual good hockey nickname. Yeah, that's a rarity, isn't it? That's huge. You don't hear many of those. No, I stopped reading after that. I was like, that's great. Clem Shady, that is actually a phenomenal hockey nickname. Our producer Manning here told me about another really good one, too. Um, Arbor Chakai from the Canadians. Mm Mm-hmm. His nickname is Wi-Fi because his last name looks like a Wi-Fi password. Oh, my God. It's like X-H-E-K-A-J. That's amazing. Wi-Fi is a great nickname. That is phenomenal. 
Yeah. So are we getting better with hockey nicknames? I don't know. Maybe we are. Oh, my God. That would be great rather than just E at the end of everybody's names. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, though, Connor Bedard. I haven't heard of a nickname for him yet. Well, based on what we know about hockey player nicknames, it's probably Bedsy. I know, which is, I, I really hope it's not. <laughs> I'd, be almost, I'd almost bet money that his teammates call him Bedsy. And I, you've got to do better than that. For sure. Although I started trying to think of what would be a good hockey nickname for him, and I, I struggled. I don't know, without knowing a lot about the dude. Like, Excuse me. A sneeze! I sneeze! An on-air sneeze! A rare on-air sneeze, guys! That never happens. I, okay, I didn't want to say it out loud that I was about to sneeze, because if I do, then I immediately can't sneeze. We cannot sneeze on the air, everyone. Okay, sorry. No, it's Completely like a derailed physiological this. block. If the microphone light is on, you can't sneeze. It is. Wow, oh, that was my exciting. God, everyone was, remember this. Everybody got 746 on <laughs> January, January 9th, 23. A rare on-air sneeze. Oh, God. Oh, that felt a, good. That's a blessing. I My, think the rest of the day will go well. You know what? That's that's all we need to know. Forget <laughs> Connor Bedard. You don't want to talk about Bedard's <laughs> nickname anymore? We got a, we got an on-air sneeze. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Last week on the show, I was telling you about this book that I just finished reading, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs by Chuck Klosterman. Yeah. It's a collection of essays. And he's got this one piece in here. Is called. It's the twenty-three questions he asks everyone he meets to determine if he can really love them, which is uh, a lot of questions. <laughs> it is, and some of them are long. Yeah. So I read. I asked you a couple of these questions, and then I had a bunch of people reach out to me and ask about the book, what it was mm-hmm. called. And a friend of the show, Catherine, actually requested that I ask you more of these questions. So are you down, Shauna? Sure. Can I ask you two or three more of these? Okay. Okay. At long last, someone invents the Dream VCR. So this was written in 2004, I guess. Like, I think. <laughs> okay, this, yeah. machine, this machine allows you to tape an entire evening's worth of your own dreams, which you can then watch at your leisure. However, the inventor of the Dream VCR will only allow you to use this device if you agree to a strange caveat. When you watch your dreams, you must do so with your family and your closest friends in the same room. They get to watch your dreams along with you. And if you don't agree to this, you can't use the Dream VCR. Would you still do it? No. No? I don't care enough about my dreams. Okay. So it's not even like coming from a point of embarrassment. No. It might be you just don't care to rewatch them. Yeah. For me, that's just where it ends. I was like, I don't... Yeah, no. Really? You've never had a dream where you're like, I'd like to go back and relive that one. See what was going on there. Not, no. Nothing like that? No. Interesting. Like, I've had interesting dreams, although I don't often remember them, so maybe that's why. Okay. Um, but even the, the, the nice dreams, like, why do I want to relive it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Just because you have, you might have some explaining to do if it was a weird dream, even though you don't control what's in your dreams. No, you don't. So, but and again, like, what benefit does watching my dreams do for nothing? So why bother? No. Okay. Moving on. Next question. Yep. You meet a wizard in downtown Chicago. The wizard tells you he can make you more attractive if you pay him money. When you ask how this process works, the wizard points to a random person on the street. You look at this random stranger. The wizard says, I will now make them a dollar more attractive. He waves his magic wand. Ostensibly, this person does not change at all. As far as you can tell, nothing is different, but somehow this person is suddenly a little more appealing. Mm. The tangible difference is invisible to the naked eye, but you can't deny that this person is vaguely sexier. This wizard has a weird rule, though. You can only pay him once. You can't keep giving him money until you're satisfied. You can only pay him one lump sum up front. How much do you give this wizard? Well, this is tough because what if it's... Like, is it, are we, are we sure it actually works? You, this, you watch this person become more attractive. Okay. Yeah. Well. Assuming prob- it works. Probably give him a thousand bucks. Yeah. Like I wouldn't go broke and, you know, take out all my life savings for it. But like uh, enough that I, 
you know, wouldn't be in debt, but I'd give them some money just to see. If Why it, not? If a dollar makes someone noticeably more attractive. Right, well, a thousand would be a lot. A thousand would be like, if, whatever you spent, you could probably recoup just by being super hot. Well, that's right? it, right? <laughs> If you're super hot, I feel like things are just given to you. So, I think so. You know? Yeah. I'll give you a grand. Sure. I, take, I think I'd probably go and see how much money I had access to at that moment. Like, take all yeah. this. I'd yeah, like you're right. super hot. Whatever's please. in like a savings account that I could access easy or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting, getting hot to today. We're getting hot. V and S in 20 minutes or less. John, I'm going to ask you one more question out of this book, and then I'm going to return it to the public library. Okay. Okay. This is uh, the last one that I think would translate well to radio. For whatever the reason, two unauthorized movies are made about your life. The first is an independently released documentary, primarily comprised of interviews with people who know you and bootleg footage from your actual life. Critics are describing the documentary as brutally honest and relentlessly fair. Meanwhile, Columbia TriStar has produced a big-budget biopic of your life, casting major Hollywood stars as you and all your acquaintances. Though the movie is based on actual events, screenwriters have taken some liberties with the facts. Critics are split on the artistic merits of this fictionalized account, but audiences love it. Which film would you be most interested in seeing? The real, independent documentary about your life, featuring real interviews? No. Or the big budget blockbuster. The big budget blockbuster. Why is that? I just love to see what they would do, like what kind of crazy, I don't know, adventures that they'd put me on. Okay. Crazy scenes, you know, it would be fun. It would be fun. I think I'd take the documentary. Yeah? Yeah, because I think you'd, get, you'd gain more insight into your life and how you're perceived by the people around you. Um, I suppose, but I mean, you know your own life. But I guess, yeah, with the interviews, if they were like raw interviews with your friends, then you could learn more that way. What people really think of you. Whereas like the big budget movie, I think you'd you'd just be frustrated with everything that they changed or got wrong. It's true. That would be the point, though. I'd be like, how are you going to make my life look super exciting? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I suppose to gain more insight like in how real weird, life then. How weird do you think it is to be someone like the Queen? And you know, the, the show The Crown is out, which I guess The Queen is dead now. Yeah. Um, but The Crown, where it's like, they go into such detail of her life and like her personal relationships and stuff. Like, to watch it and be like, this is That's me. wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Wouldn't that be yeah. weird? Yeah, it would be strange. You're right. Super weird. Yeah. But then yeah. again, it'd be interesting to see who they picked to, to play you and Yeah, that all would that be the stuff. fun part. Yeah, it would be like, that would be the, I'd pick that as the joking kind of interesting part, but you're right, like, to know more about what people really think of you, the other one would be more insightful for sure. You know, actually, if they actually shot it in, in the place where you're from, could bring a lot of jobs. <laughs> a lot of all, you big have budget to, movie. Saskatoon, a lot of jobs. If you're heading to Brampton, you know, you'd have to all be wearing security. You'd have a lot of money spent on security. Big for sure. security budget, hey? Yeah, everybody's wearing knife knife vests. Well, you know where you definitely won't need a bulletproof or stab-proof vest? And that's at the new community of Midtown in Airdrie. Shane Homes builds three types of homes there. Parrot homes, lane homes, single-family front-drive homes. They're in the final phase. It's a great community. It's got a pond in the middle, a walking bridge, and it's centrally located in Airdrie as well. ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. I got a message from a friend of the show, Nils. It was actually a really nice message, and he was just saying that you know he went through some stuff recently, and this podcast is kind of... You know, helped him through it. Um, That's awesome. And I'll, I, I don't know how much he wants me to share of it, but I'll, I'll show you the message after this, Shauna. Mm-hmm. But he said he really loves the segues between <laughs> this and Shane Holmes. The shoehorn so segues. Yeah. The, the one we he said the one we did the other day about 
I forget what it was, but you know where you can fart as loud as you want and no one will hear? And that was... You know where, you know where else you can fart as loud as you want? Yeah, for Shane it's Holmes perfect. Shane Holmes Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right, if you're enjoying them, we'll keep doing them. That's amazing. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So, my boyfriend Cliff loves getting and watching videos of people getting hit in the nuts. Like, anytime... Just- Anytime somebody gets hit in the nuts, he laughs hysterically. It's his favorite thing in the whole it's world, isn't it? It's his absolute favorite thing. Like, if that's all he could do for the rest of time, that's all he'd do. And you guys know this now, so you constantly are sending us these videos of nut shots. You're like, show this to Cliff. You've got to show this one to Cliff. So I have a couple here that I got sent over the weekend for my boyfriend. Okay. Um, and you can help me explain because I sent this, these to you as well, Beckler. But the first one is a dad who's napping on the couch, right? He's napping on the couch and his son hands him a resistance band. Yeah. And so he holds one and then his son takes the other and then lets it go and it snaps him in the junk. <laughs> That one might be fake. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's still really funny. Oh, totally. Second one? It's a soccer player sliding into a goalpost, right? And he's running full speed, and then he slides right in with his... He makes the save. He, he clears the ball out of the goal, right. but his legs are split, and, and he, he racks right. himself, and then he's like slapping the ground. He's in so much pain. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's awful. So, anyway, I figured maybe we should phone Cliff and... You've sent these to him? I've sent okay. them to him. Good morning, Cliff here. Morning, Clifford. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey, Cliff. Um, hey, Becker, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm great. I get a warmer reception than you Shauna does. You always do. That's yep. very nice. It's not very nice. <laughs> Shauna, oh, like, Becker, hi. We made fun of you last time for that. I was I like, oh, honestly, I see I see who's... Right? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. And, and by the way, the Dart's nickname is... Edgy, I think. Is like, it? That's what they call him. That's yeah. hilarious. Man, we got to do better than that, I think. Awful. <laughs> anyway, I've got... Uh, did you get that email I just sent you? I got it, I'm sure. Okay, just make sure your sound is up, if you can. Okay. What are you seeing, Cliff? I'm seeing Instagram. My son released the workout band video. Yep. <laughs> How do you laugh? What a way to wake up! <laughs> oh dear gosh! Oh my god! Oh, that is a nightmare. Yeah, he, he should have known though. He's holding the other end of a resistance band, uh, like totally. Yeah, it's he totally would, set up, but it's worth it. He said that to himself after. He's like, "How did I not know better? Like, this is just stupid." <laughs> Okay, try the second yeah, one, Cliffy. Oh, man. Is it the same kind of thing again? No. <laughs> Take a look at the second one. Okay. Oh! Oh! Dear Lord! <laughs> Wait for the replays. <laughs> Wait for the replays. <laughs> it's not often you see the face down slide into the nutsack. <laughs> I love how he's slapping the ground. He's doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, the impact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like like he grabs his ass like that's going to (laughs) help. Okay, these were good ones. Thank you. Oh, Cliff, I... So I, I was sent those to by friends of the show. Like I have a growing list of nutshot videos for you from people because they all know you laugh. And every time without fail, I'm always like, you're not going to laugh at this one. And then you do. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's never going to get old, is it? 
Yeah, it's only funny because it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched this soccer one about seven times now. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's in so much pain. Oh, my God. You guys, you have to do me a favor. Okay. If you can, Shauna, look up uh, Linesman Slides in the Goalpost uh, Regina Pats game. And I don't know who it was, but he does this. Oh, God. Coming, ripping in to break up oh, a fight. Oh, man. on a stick. Okay. And he does a goalpost. I laughed for, I <laughs> promise you, five days. BNS <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. So I finally got an air fryer. Congratulations. Thank you. It's I know I'm way You're behind the true game. True millennial now. Like, holy crap. <laughs> um, so now I have this fun game I'm playing, which, of course, I'm sure everybody else has played, but you just toss everything in the air fryer and see what happens. Just anything and everything. Oh, hey? yeah. yeah. I mean, like edible things, mostly. I don't want to ruin my air fryer, but I tried marshmallows over the weekend. Oh. Made air fryer s'mores. Delightful, let me tell you. Here's a good air fryer hack. Okay. You can get circular things of parchment paper yeah. to put down, and then it keeps it cleaner. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Thank you. I actually just joined one of the air fire clubs on Facebook because I was like, these are the hacks that I need to know now mm-hmm. and everybody else has had them for so long. Uh, I also realized something about these air fryers. They are perfect for drunk people because it's always set on a timer. So if you fall asleep, it's much safer than oh. leaving something in the oven, for example, or leaving something on the stove, right. right? Where you forget about it and then you wake up and your apartment's on fire. Well, because of the air fryer, it only maxes out on the timer, and then it shuts itself off. I thought you were going to say just because it's so easy to use, but you're right. There's the safety aspect of it as well. Yeah. A friend of mine told me that. He was like, oh, it's great because I used to forget stuff all the time, and now I just leave it in the air fryer, and it sucks. You wake up, and you've ruined the food that was left in the air fryer, but at least your apartment is not on fire. Great point. So and even compared go. to ordering food, I mean, how many times... How many of our... We have a few friends who are like banned from ordering pizza from certain places because they ordered and then went to sleep. Yes. And then the driver standing up there calling and You don't have to worry about any of that for an air fryer. No. Even like I was thinking, you know, if you have ADD or ADHD and you get distracted easily, an air fryer is great because, again, it shuts off for you. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about forgetting it. Or if you're the type of person that just freaked out about leaving totally. the stove on or... Yeah. Yeah, they're very safe. I was like, they should be marketing it that way. <laughs> Market the air fryer to drunks? Yeah, drunks and people with ADD, you know? like Or, pe- yeah, idiots, people who get distracted easily, like me. I will I'll do, you, do that. Do you get totally liquored up, put food on and forget about it? Right. Have you almost burnt down your entire apartment complex? Do we have the solution for you? Do you get a little too high and forget about the things you have in the mind? You cooked right now? Yeah, you are. Yeah. We'll <laughs> the, help with your cooking. The air fryer. <laughs> for those who are cooked. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Didn't get a name on this message. Um, I'm guessing the person probably wanted to remain anonymous for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were invited to what I would describe as a fairly ridiculous third birthday party. A three-year-old's birthday. <laughs> Fairly ridiculous is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> this is over the top. Yeah. So here's the me- here's the message. My three-year-old was recently invited to, quote, an experiential dinner party, end quote. And the dress was, quote, fancy for both adults and kids, but to keep in mind, we would be engaging in sensory play. Dear Lord. <laughs> I was like, what the frick? A three-year-old? I don't even know what that means. No, what's it? A- I wouldn't know what to expect either. No, Experiential like, dinner party with sensory play for a three-year-old. Dress up, but then they, the kids need to play. I don't understand. Okay. 
Like how fancy much. are we talking? Like, this girl's not going to remember this birthday no. party. Honestly. This person said, needless to say, we will not be attending. Fair. Because it is the most most uppity kid's birthday you've ever heard of. Mm. So this person is children's, their children's birthday snob. Yeah. children's birthday snobs going on yeah, here. Yeah, we do. Oh, we've hired a world-renowned chef for our three-year-old's birthday party. It will be an experiential dinner of chicken nuggies and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rented out the Fantasyland Hotel for my three-year-old's birthday. He can't swim yet, but it requires a, ni- a three-night minimum, so I hope we're okay to take Monday off work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean to be rude, but I think you might be slightly underdressed for this toddler's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, my two-year-old's party is a destination celebration. We ask you join us on a private island in Belize. <laughs> yes, if everyone could please remove the cake from their hair and head to the conservatory, we'll be in engaging in some light sensory play. (laughs) (laughs) I've reserved a rocket ship for my child's almost birthday. I know he's still in the womb, but I ask you to join a long space boot camp prior, and I'm asking for a small deposit of half a million dollars. I was reading about how snow kiting is exploding in the province, and I was like, that's pretty cool. When I first moved to the prairies, I really wanted to get into snow kiting because I was in Regina at the time, and I was mm-hmm. like, there's not really any mountains to go down hills on, so I was like, I think snow kiting would be really cool. How is snow kiting not exploded on the prairies? I know. I know. There are quite a few groups who do do it, but not as many as you'd think. You'd no, think like, I don't know anybody just... who did it there. Oh, maybe one dude. Yeah. One dude who did it there, but like, it's flat, it's windier than tits. Like, yeah. It would be the place to do it. It sure would be. Uh, and I have some friends who actually do it. Uh, a lot of them, though, are kite surfers in the summer. Mm. And then in the winter, they will do a bit of snow kiting as okay. well. But it's funny. When it comes to uh, kite surfing. I've on always, water? On water. I've always really wanted to try that as well. But my friends who do it continually talk about how dangerous it can be. They're like, if you don't take lessons and like don't train properly because you can get the ropes tangled up and then you're caught. And if the wind catches you, you can get tossed around. Oh, yeah. Well, you see those videos sometimes of someone out on the ocean caught high in a breeze and they're just getting yardied. Oh, yeah. And then, not to mention, you get tangled up in those ropes and then there's the, the chance of drowning and there's all kinds wow. of stuff that can happen. It's like, it's a really dangerous sport. How do you, I should, I have a few friends who, do, who like, are into kiting. How do, I should probably ask them, but how do you even get your kite out of the water if it, like, would that not just drag everything under? How do you get it like you have to get back on top of it and kind of pull it and yeah tangle it detangle it in the water and then how do you get the wind in it again yeah try and catch it slowly as it gets out of the way i know it's that seems impossible the whole thing just intense but it got me thinking about the toughest outdoor sports in the world and i was like kite serving might be up there just because of the dangers and stuff involved with it okay but then i got thinking what else would be in that realm of Toughest in terms of most dangerous or in terms of like most demanding, I'm, well, most physically demanding? I was thinking maybe physically demanding. Okay. Because we've talked before, you know, squirrel suiting, for example, extremely dangerous, obviously. But I don't... Wingsuit base jumping? Wingsuit base jumping, that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I don't know if that would even be the most physically demanding. No, I think any of the endurance ones. Yeah. Like ultra marathons. Totally. Um, like trail running, people who run like up in the ridges and stuff. Yeah. Um, Even open water swimming mm-hmm. would be up there. Any of the really long climbs, like people who 
Well, and that's like Climb free mountains. climbing is yeah. insane. It is insane. Yeah, like, not only is it dangerous, but also so physically demanding. Like the ones where they actually like camp out on the side of the mountain. They like, yeah. They hang a little hammock off there, and that's that got to be up there, maybe. That's other like a multi-day climb. Yeah, yeah. You're hang. You're literally halfway up an actual mountain, and you go and you sleep there. Yeah, because it has the. Don't they like go to the bathroom in a bag and then take that with them? Because you can't just like off the edge, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that one, because it's got all the elements of danger. You're right. Plus, it's like probably exhausting. Yeah, and every part of your body. Like, it uses yeah. everything, right? <laughs> you don't even really get to rest. You're still just hanging off the side of the mountain. Maybe that yeah, one. Yeah, maybe that one. Maybe that one. There are lots, though. Also, if you're open water swimming, do you do you poop? And, no. How long are you gone for? Yeah, it's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, for those ones who do... I mean, I guess they always do have a boat that they climb into at some point, but... <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be pooping in your suit. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So a few friends of the show have sent us this article about Texas gates here in Alberta and the etymology of that. And there was an article recently that came out. It was just, it's quite fascinating. So um, Texas gate, for those who don't know. Yes, it's it's a cattle guard, right? So it's that thing that if you go off on side mountain roads, for example, you'll go over a grate, essentially, right? Yeah, and they're like, like tubes of... Yep steel or iron or whatever and they I, I guess hoofed animals cannot walk yes. across those is that yeah, how it works to try and limit wildlife essentially so uh, they're called Texas gates here and it will always have a sign beside it that says Texas gate but uh, I guess this is not a term in Texas they call them cattle guards and nobody in Texas is aware that that's a term at all if you oh. ask somebody in Texas what a Texas gate is they're like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> So really? now there's a bunch of people who are trying to figure out why we call them Texas gates here. Uh, also hilarious, I guess in France they're known as Passage Canadien, which just is Canadian Passage. And I, I don't know, I guess because we have lots of them. So in France they, they call them Canadian Passages. And then here in Canada we call them Texas gates. And in Texas they call them cattle guards. Cattle guards. Okay. So, so we're very, all just going in a circle here. Nobody knows why. Everybody's <laughs> trying to figure out why we started calling them Texas gates. But if you ask anybody in Alberta, that's what they call them. Well, right? like you said, it's right on the sign because as you, if you, as you drive over one, they really rattle your, your vehicle, right? Yeah. They really buzz your tires. Totally. So. Um, a lot of our cattle was from Texas back when. So some people think that maybe it was just because... The cattle was from some Texas, so somebody just offhandedly called them <laughs> Texas Gates, and we stuck with it. Brought the gates with them. Very weird. This kind of reminds me, though, when I was in England, uh, you know what an English muffin is, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, every, Eggs Benedict comes on the little round circular thing. Well, in England, they don't call them English muffins. They just call them muffins. So it was so funny to that me. That makes sense. Because, right? Because they're like, well, every muffin here is English. So on the menu... For Eggs Benedict, it said, you know, blah, 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 I was describing it on a muffin. And I remember I was so confused at first. I'm like, a muffin? So what do they call a muffin then? I don't they know. they call like a delicious blueberry muffin? I think it's just like a pastry or something. Like they have a different name for an actual muffin than we do as well because they, they don't call them English muffins. They just call them muffins and it's the round circular thing. My buddy's dad used to call cupcakes muffins and that always bothered me. That's weird. At his birthday one time when we were little, he's like, you guys going to have a muffin? And I was like... Muffins for a birthday? Well, it's like trying it's to cupcakes. convince a kid to eat the muffin and you call it a cupcake then. Look That's at this smart. cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> That's really smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> eat it. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had the TV on yesterday and they were showing those lumberjack competitions. Oh, yeah. Better known as timber sports. Mm-hmm. 
How does one get involved in that? That's a damn good question. I feel like with proper training and dedication, I could do all right at it. You think so? Yeah, specifically the chopping events. Okay. I don't have a strong desire to do the big two-handed pole saw, you know, where they have the real souped-up chainsaws. Yeah. I think those would actually kind of scare me, if I'm being honest. Probably, yeah. Um, but the, where you just, like, chop through a piece of wood as fast as you can, mm-hmm. I think I could do all right at that. Okay. Or maybe this is one of those things where you watch it and you think you could do all right, but then you wouldn't. Yeah, like, how's well, your skill right now at chopping wood? I feel like I swing a pretty good axe. I feel okay. like I've always swung a pretty good axe. But I think with some study of the craft, I could get there. Okay. I also, I also feel like it's the type of event that would just be a big party. Totally. Because it's not really a sport, if we're being honest. No. Like it's, they call it a timber sports, but is it really a sport? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's up for debate for sure. Um, It is a skill though. It sure is. Yeah. But sort of like tricks you do on a job site. Yeah, it's true. Not a sport. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everybody who participates in timber sports would probably be pretty chill. And I bet every, like, there's not a lot of spectators coming. There's not there's not a lot of money involved in it, I don't think. Yeah, it's true. So it's probably, probably some drinks being had. Yeah, I bet everyone just like camps and has a good time after the events. That and, being said, yeah, hopefully after the events. Like you don't want to drink <laughs> during the events. It's not one of those. Terry's had 12 and he's firing up one of them giant yeah, saws. Yeah, like that would, I no, mean, it Terry, would be no. more entertaining for sure, but also a lot more interesting. to the Essence 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.